Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today, we have a special treat for you. We wanted to get the inside scoop on how one of our oldest pals is thinking about this pandemic. So we called him up, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Anthony is the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's on the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Earlier this week, he spent hours talking with Congress about how this virus isn't going anywhere. But before he spoke to the pollies... Where are they from? He spoke to us. She's Australian. What? Australian? Okay. Hey, Anthony. Hi. Okay, so the last time we talked to Anthony, it was late January. The US had just a handful of confirmed coronavirus cases. Obviously, a lot has happened since then. And Anthony just couldn't wait to tell us all about it. How long is this going to be? I think it's going to be about half an hour, if that's all right. Oh, so let's go. I'm a quick speaker. Uh, Yeah, I know, I know. All right, so let's jump in. So. So late last year, the Yankees had just signed Garrett Cole, you know, arguably the best pitcher in baseball, one of the biggest deals of of all time. Then the pandemic happened, but Cuomo just announced that the Yankees are back in training. I know you're a Yankees fan. Are you excited about what the Yankees could do this season? Well, first of all, we got to get the record straight, Wendy. I am a Washington Nationals fan. (laughs) I was born in New York in Brooklyn, and I was throughout my entire youth, I was a New York Yankees fan, even though I was living in Brooklyn. But yes, I'm obviously hope that we will get some aspect of the baseball season in, but we're living through a moving target. So, you know, it's going to be very difficult to predict where we're going to be in the next month or two, but we're hoping for the best. So, so I spoke to you back in January when the coronavirus was kind of rearing its head and I asked you if you were worried back then and like classic, what we've come to know as classic Fauci style, you said, I don't worry, I either get prepared or I do something about it. Right. But as this pandemic has unfolded, was there a moment where you were worried? Wendy, I, I, I don't like to tag emotional responses to things but I would, I would say I, I had considerable concern. And the considerable concern was as this evolved, it became clear that we were having serious community spread. You know, it, just, it wasn't just one-offs where you would have a case with it you couldn't link to something identifiable. So this was when, when these cases were popping up and, and we could no longer link it to someone who was traveling back from China or, or Europe as it would be. Right. Right. It went to springing up in the community in a way that we were not keeping up with. And at that point, when it became clear that we were dealing with a virus that had a very efficient way of spreading from human to human, it, it became quite concerning. And then you look from within and you find out that you have a really terrible problem. So it was an evolution, but an evolution getting darker and darker and darker. The United States now has about 120,000 deaths and well over 2 million infections. And, you know, as of yesterday, we had 30,000 new cases in the United States. That's serious stuff. You know, obviously, back in January, you know, we didn't know anything about this, this virus. It was new. And we've learned so much in the last six months. You know, the science is moving at an unprecedented rate or what 
feels like an unprecedented rate. If, if you could go back in time and tell past Anthony in January just one thing about the biology of this coronavirus, what would it be? Well, there are a lot of things that I would have liked to known back then. But one of the things that is striking to me as a scientist who has been involved in studying how viruses interact with the host and the way they damage and cause illness, morbidity and mortality, of all the viruses I've dealt with in my now, you know, four decade career, is that I've never seen anything closely resemble this virus in the spectrum of what it can do. Whenever did we see a virus that in 20 to 45% of people gives no symptoms at all, and then in some, it gives mild symptoms, enough to make you feel badly but not interfere with you, to some who have to stay home for a few days because they're ill, to some who are just confined to bed for weeks and weeks. They don't have to go to the hospital, but they're knocked out completely to those who require hospitalization, and then some go on to death. It is just completely unprecedented that so many people have no problem with it, and some people, because of underlying conditions or the age bracket that they're in, they're at a very high risk of serious consequences. And now we're starting to see that even young people who we thought were somewhat uh, protected from this are also starting to get these deleterious consequences. So the range of no symptoms to death, we've never had that before. I know um, I know, age is just a number, but Anthony, you're in that high-risk category. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I know I am in a high-risk category, but the nature of my work, and I've made my choices in life, this is the life I've chosen. <laughs> I have to be not locked in. I can't be. I am not cavalier. I'm not foolish. You know, I spend the mornings here, which is my office where I am right now, very few people around, working via virtual. And then I spend the other half down at the White House interacting with the coronavirus task force, the White House task force. Sure, there's a risk there. The safest thing for me to do would be to lock myself in my house and do nothing, but I can't do that. But you're right, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 70s and I am at risk, but you know, you got to do what you've got to do. So then just zooming out from what we know now about the biology of this virus, but also how various nations tried to tackle it, how did this coronavirus manage to basically take over the world? Well, it was able to take over the world because it had a characteristic. You know, I always get asked throughout, the, throughout my career, what is your worst nightmare as an infectious diseases person? And, and I always answer consistently. I say it's when you have a, a confluence of factors that come together all at once. And that is a brand new virus that jumps species from an animal reservoir and for the first time infects humans. That's respiratory spread that is highly efficient in going from human to human and that has a significant degree of morbidity and mortality. We've had outbreaks that had one or the other of those characteristics. But except for the 1918 pandemic flu, we've never had one until now that's had all of those characteristics. So for example, you had something like the uh, chicken virus. You remember the H5N1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It jumped from the chicken to the human, had a high degree of mortality, but it was very, very inefficient. 
barely could go from human to human. Then you had the pandemic of 2009, the swine flu of the H1N1. It spread very rapidly from human to human, but it had a very, very low degree of virulence and morbidity and mortality. Then along comes COVID-19. A, it jumps from an animal to a human. The bat reservoir, perhaps to an intermediate host. B, the humans have never experienced it before. C, it is highly, highly transmissible from human to human. And D, it has a considerable degree of morbidity and mortality. All of those things come together, you could describe as the perfect storm. And it is this perfect storm that has essentially thrust itself on our planet and caused most of it to have to shut down. When I was a kid, I once got a fortune cookie that said, may you live in interesting times. Yeah, right. Which I thought was great, but my mom told me that's actually a bad thing. Yes. Is this one of those times? This is one of the times when mothers seem to always be correct. (laughs) And your mother was correct. This is, I mean, it's certainly interesting, but it's devastating also. We spoke to Anthony about what we could have done differently to try to tackle this coronavirus, as well as how he feels about all the Fauci mania. To listen to our full interview with Dr. Anthony Fauci, just search for Science Versus, that's Science VS in Spotify, and follow the links to our episode, Fauci, He's Back. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time. 